This is West Branch coach Jared Tiley, and you are listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stonebreaker. Thanks for listening. On today's program are Tipton Boys basketball coach Brad Buckwald, Tipton wrestling coach Matt Neerham, Wilton Boys basketball coach Eric Grunder, and North Cedar Boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. Welcome back to the broadcast. We're catching up with Tipton boys basketball coach Brad Buckwald. Tigers host Mid-Prairie tonight. Coach, it's here. It's a home opener. Welcome on the broadcast. Glad to be here again, Ryan. You guys, the last time we talked to you for the Coach's Corner podcast, we were ending up uh, preseason. I'll just straight up ask, what do you learn about the team after the preseason? Well, you know, preseason was good for us. Um, for the fact that, you know, we got to see everybody in the gym, and it was the first time really all off-season that we had everybody in the gym at the same time. And so it was good to – we kind of had an idea where some of the pieces were going to be. It was just good to see them all in the gym at the same time and then kind of get those pairings and those groups of kids together that we wanted to see kind of play together finally. And, and that's what we really took out of the preseason was – you know, it was good to get everybody there, and and we were ready to rock and roll then on Tuesday. Tuesday was a good day to be a Tiger. You guys captured uh, a win in your first time out. First time since 2016 that Tipton has won at Regina and beaten Regina just in general. That had to be a nice way to start the season. Oh, it's a tremendous way to start the season. Um, again, any anytime you get a road win in this conference, it's a it's a huge confidence booster for the kids. And yeah, I mean, the very first game out, um, yep, my first game as a head coach, you know, to see the guys do, you know, what we've been practicing, what we had scripted a little bit, put it into action, um, and to not really buckle down the stretch in the fourth quarter when when Regina made their run. Um, the boys just did a tremendous job down the stretch, and and yeah, very very pleased with with the effort that they gave for Tuesday night. It was nine to four after the first quarter. You guys outscored the Regals fourteen to ten in the second quarter. Drew closer within one point at halftime, nineteen to eighteen. And coach, was that kind of part of what you wanted to do? I mean, you, we're, we're a different team. We're not going to probably <laughs> run people out of the gym, sort of say. But you know, we also have some athleticism. So where did that kind of fall in what you kind of wanted to do? Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of exactly what we were looking at you know it's a little slower start than than what we were anticipating but you know with that nine to four first quarter but again first game out for a lot of those guys it was their first varsity action and to get them just on the floor and playing with each other and again lined up against somebody um that wasn't wearing the same school colors as us for the first time you know you had to kind of work through that first quarter a little little anxiousness a little jitters a little bit but yeah, I mean, that's that's right where we were. I mean, we were efficient with the basketball. Uh, we didn't turn it over very much. And, and I mean, that was our game plan going in is we wanted to make sure that we were taking care of the ball. And, yeah, I mean, we didn't have tempo necessarily in, in terms of a lot of fast break and stuff. But, you know, we were good, and we got through our offensive sets very well in the first half. I'm sorry, Coach, I misspoke. We led 9-4 to four after the first quarter. We led 19 yeah, we, to 18 at halftime. I, I flipped that. I'm, I'm sorry um, for you and oh, Tiger no. fans. But anyway, we outscored the Regals in the third quarter, and that's kind of where I like to, to, to kind of focus on sometimes because, you know, 
adjustments are made, you know, on the fly, you know, sometimes you just try to survive and stuff and you never know what runs are in the first half or what, and you make all kinds of mental notes and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, you take a deep breath. You're in the season now. Now, what, what do we need to do? We, we still have a half to play. And you guys came out, outscored them 11 to nine, maintained your lead going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talked, you know, obviously before, uh, Monday night, you know, at the end of practice, going through the scouting report, um, we knew um, some of the, you know, key players. Obviously, we knew Ashton Cook, um, returning elite all-conference player for them. We knew he was going to be a, an offensive focus. And we figured Coltrane Kirshen, you know, their second-leading scorer Tuesday night, um, great shooter. Um, he was definitely going to be a, a focus as well um, for them on the offensive side of things. And again, they came off, uh, they had short practice due to, you know, state playing in the state championship for football or whatnot. So, again, we knew those two guys were going to be kind of their main focus going here at the start of the season. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, great. I mean, we talked at halftime again. You know, Kirsten hit a three to cut the lead to one, you know, going into half there. Um, thought we had a great defensive closeout on it. Um, good shooters are just going to make shots. But, you know, so we talked and just reminded the boys at halftime again who their, who their key guys are and, and just make sure that we were – communicating with each other on the floor at all times about where those two guys were at. You guys, each, each team scored 19 points in the fourth quarter. I saw um, Cole Searing hit a big three down the stretch to kind of give us, I think, a four-point lead, give or take, and kind of keep that distance. And, you know, it's good to have some of those situations in the fourth quarter that, you know, aren't too, too uh, black and gold across from each other. You know, it's, it's good to have some, some different variety there. And, Leading scorer was Bob Ryan with 11, Caden Rezac with 9, Cole Searing, Caleb Shoemaker with 6, Davis Webb, 8 points, 5 rebounds off the bench. Coach, tonight, Mid-Prairie's in town, and they have some uh, offensive potential, it looks like. They scored 70 points in a their season opening loss at Williamsburg. Um, they also had the guy go off for 36 points, Carter Harmson, a junior. Got to the free throw line a lot. Are some of those things kind of what your, got your attention here tonight? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, saw the saw the box score for them from the other night, um, and yeah, I mean that went right into the you know the scouting report for tonight was you know Carter Harmson's right at the top of of their their list of key players for them. I mean, they graduated a few guys from a year ago, um, and so he's definitely now kind of their their main go-to guy. He's a big big left-handed shooter. Um, he'll shoot the three ball a lot. I think he made, had six threes Tuesday night. Um, but they also got some other guys. Uh, they got another outside shooter, Alex Bean, um, had four made threes over at uh, Williamsburg the other night. And then they got a real big body down low, and Aiden Rath, a senior, um, didn't play the other night. But, again, he could be coming back tonight. And um, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes and, and see if we can come out with that same energy that we had on Tuesday night and come out with another win. Coach, it looks like Williamsburg made a nice run in the fourth quarter to come back on Mid-Prairie to eventually win. Um, you know, we've had some good games with Mid-Prairie. You know, there's some physical, but there's also, you know, up and down. And it, it could be an interesting game to to uh, see where we're at, I guess. Conference opener, is the guys pretty excited tonight to get uh, conference games underway? Yeah, I mean, you know, this will be our, our second conference game after we have Regina on Tuesday, but... Um, you know, this would be our home opener, and, you know, the guys are definitely excited. You know, we talked in the, the preseason, um, gave the guys some, some goals, season goals, and, you know, it's one of them is to make sure that we're, you know, we have pride in playing on our home floor, and, and we try and take care of business when we play at home. So, you know, I know the guys are excited to get going here tonight. Um, again, it's, you know, limited fans of this and that. Uh, the bench guys, uh, you know, and the, the JV guys that stick around, the fresh off guys that stick around really provide some energy for, you know, the five that are on the floor and, and everything. So, yeah, um, I know Williamsburg had to make a, a run back at it, and McCurry's going to be a team, you know, I think they could be a team on the rise this year in the conference. Um, they're going to look to to run some tempo, get the ball up and down the floor up quite a bit. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how we can react and, and adjust to that t- style of play tonight. Coach, we're kind of in the Tuesday, Friday mode now. Uh, you know, you look ahead, you go to West, you, you, this is a 
home game and you start a road stretch for the rest of Christmas before Christmas break, it looks like. So we're glad to have you on the Tiger Cast tonight. Good luck tonight. Go get them. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Go Tigers. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Tipton Wrestling Coach Matt Neerham. Tigers kick off their season tonight. Home tournament is this weekend. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ryan. Glad to be here. It's exciting to have wrestling to talk about. And, uh, Coach, I think we're going to have a good team this year. Yeah, um, I'm really excited. Um, you know, I, I think if you had asked me a month or two months ago uh, if we were going to have a wrestling season, I was a little doubtful maybe but uh, so I'm excited that uh, we're on the map guys have been practicing for you know about two and a half weeks now and and uh, we're at that point where you know we need uh, we need to get out there against uh, uh, an opponent uh, instead of wrestling you know with our with our teammates in the practice room and, and see where we're at and know where you know that'll help us know what we need to work on and, and where we go as a team and where what we need to do individually to get better so Coach, you guys have been in practice and probably sick of <laughs> wrestling. I mean, not sick, but you know, you, you, there comes a point where you need to see where you're at against someone not a tiger. And yeah. are you guys at that point? Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, uh, to be honest, Ryan, uh, you know this. Uh, I've I've missed uh, most of the first two weeks of practice uh, as I was uh, in quarantine. So. Um, you know, I have been in, in touch with our coaches on a daily basis. I've been in there this week uh, for a couple days, so um, I'm just kind of, you know, getting to see where guys are at. And but, you know, just I've done this long enough that I know that after two and a half weeks of practice and and wrestling with the same, you know, maybe two or three guys in the practice room, uh, you know, for that time, you need to to challenge yourself against somebody from another school and and. Uh, you know, like you said, see where you're at and and test yourself, and I guess gauge 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 where you're at uh, at this point in the season. So yeah, we're definitely ready for for some competition, and I think the guys are hungry, and uh, you know we'll find out tonight. So you guys have um, been the benefit of a large squad in numbers the last uh, few years here. I'm confident and uh, in saying this that that applies this year too. Yeah, we got right around uh, 19, I think, guys in in the practice room. Which, uh, you know, for for a school our size is okay. You know, obviously, coaches would always love to have a, a few more guys, um, and we we've got a few more walking around the the building that I'd love to have in our practice room. But you know, wrestling is not for everybody, and and I understand that. But you know, it, it's a decent number. Um, you know, 20 kids is is okay. Um, the problem with wrestling is there's 14 weight classes to fill, and, and those guys have to all be at different weights. So uh, we've been lucky the last few years. Um, we've had similar numbers. A couple years ago we, we had in the upper 20s, but last year we had a similar number, uh, but we were we were lucky that that those guys uh, were all different shapes and sizes. So we had, uh, you know, we were able to fill, I think, last year every weight class. Uh, might have been sometimes we had, had one open weight class, but... Um, this year, a little different uh, look. We've got we're pretty heavy through the middle of our lineup, so we've got uh, you know, quite a few guys in the 145 to 160 pound range, <clears throat> and not quite as as many um, wrestlers that you know are going to be able to fit into the lower weights, and and we're a little thin in the kind of the upper middle weights, so. Um, you know, we're probably going to have a few open spots in our lineup on a nightly basis, and, but that's just you know that's just one of the facts of life of wrestling, I guess. Especially at a you know we're a two A school, but we're a, a smaller two A, so um, you know we, we will have some openings in our lineup. Um, but you know we'll work on uh, individuals and getting better individually and. 
you know, we'll do the best as we can as a team, but it's it's kind of hard sometimes when you give up a few weight classes and give up those forfeit points. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, tonight I do have, uh, we might have a couple more open weights. Uh, i got a couple guys that have... Uh, been out of the you know out of the practice room uh, for one reason or another here the first couple weeks and I've got a few guys that uh, just aren't quite ready um, I, I think to for, for competition um, so but as uh, next week we'll we'll fill out our lineup I think a little bit better so let's take a look at who some of the, some guys back and then you can go through the lineup best you can um, you have two district qualifiers back Caleb Neerum and Skyler Smith. Yep, uh, Caleb and uh, Skyler, I think are going to be wrestling at the same weights that they wrestled at last year. Um, Skyler was a 160-pounder, and, and Caleb was at 145. Um, Caleb might go 152. I'm not sure really what he's decided yet, and uh, he's one of those guys that, that's been out of the room too, so um, not quite sure where where he's going to fit in yet, but uh, yeah, both those guys come back with a lot of experience. Um, they both won 33, 35, 37 matches, something like that last year um, for us. So we're looking for them uh, to obviously, you know, score a lot of points for us this season and uh, provide some some leadership. We've got a good group of seniors too, but uh, you know, having a couple juniors like that that uh, have a lot of experience and some. Some district uh, experience uh, too, you know, uh, is is very valuable to a team. So, uh, Austin Lynn's, uh advanced to state last year, so we had state qualifier again, and um, he won forty one matches, and he graduated, and um, it's good to see uh, him get a chance to end his career out there. Um, yep. He's meant a lot to the program. Uh, you know, his his brother Eric was a, a good wrestler for us, and uh, you know their dads uh, on your staff and that's uh, a good good asset to the program as well yeah that they've been a, a great uh, family uh, for the tipton wrestling program over the last 10 years darren has been uh, an assistant with me for for 11 or 12 years i think and uh, obviously when i was uh, not able to be in there uh, the first couple weeks of practice he he uh, stepped up and and you know took over and uh, took over the kind of the head coach role there and and I was running practices, and obviously we communicated, you know, usually a couple times a day before practice and, and after practice to, to see how things went and, and uh, keep me in the loop. But uh, obviously he was running the, the day-to-day show, and, and obviously he's been a huge asset to our program for years. And then, of course, both those boys, I think they finished their careers, uh, you know, both in the top, I think, six maybe all time and in, in career wins and, and things like that, and both of them state tournaments so yeah been a great asset to the tiger program and uh, uh eric's actually been back in our room also uh last year as a as a volunteer assistant and, and he's been in there this year uh also so glad to have him you know on on staff coach you know it'll be interesting to see last year we kind of got a boost actually the last few years we've gotten a boost from football you know we've had uh a different football mentality that's I think is carried over to wrestling. You know, you look at Skylar, you look at Caleb, you know, some of these seniors that return and, you know, they like to brawl and fight. And, I, and, and that's the general term. You know, I don't, I'm not breaking down individual stuff at that with each guy, but, you know, I mean, they like to bring the fight to the, to the mat. And that's what I get excited to see. And I'm guessing, uh, that's what our calling card is going to be. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you know, uh, <clears throat> that there's a there's a certain mentality you have to have as a wrestler, you know, to to be you know really successful. And uh, we've got some guys that, like you're talking about, that uh, a lot of them are football players that uh, that that have that uh, mentality. They just like to they just like to get in there. They they enjoy the physicality of the sport and. Uh, they like to mix it up and, and test themselves on a daily basis against against their teammates, and then obviously in, in competition, you know, against uh, against their opponents. But uh, yeah, like you like you said, it's one of the things that I really really enjoyed the last few years um, is just in our practice room the the physicality. The guys just seem to to, to like 
getting in there and getting after it. And you know, wrestling can at times any sport can be can be a grind at times. But I think wrestling, especially with the physical nature of it, and you know, through the kind of the dark days of, of winter, you know, and uh, can kind of get to be a grind. But I haven't seen that you know, from our, our athletes the last couple of years, and I, I guess I don't expect to see that this year. Uh, they just they just like to get in there and practice. They just like to, to get their hands on each other and, you know, mix it up, like you said. So it's been fun to watch, and uh, I'm hoping to, you know, and expecting to, to see that continue this season. Coach, we're at the time of the podcast where I'm going to ask you uh, to take us through the lineup. Uh, you can start wherever you want, and if you want to go lower or higher, returners, whatever, um, we talked about a couple of the guys, but you're welcome to say more again. Um, so let's run through the lineup the best you can. If you have somebody, uh, more than one guy at a spot, then maybe, or if you haven't decided on someone or whatnot, um, it's your call to go as far as you want there. So Right. Um, so I mentioned before, you know, we're, we're a little um, shorthanded at the lower weights. Um, we do have uh, a 106-pounder this year. we got uh, – Michael Puffer is a freshman, um, and so you know, he'll be our, he's our only uh, light, lightweight, um, so we'll be using him, obviously, at 106. Um, as a freshman, you know, we'll probably try to get him, you know, some <clears throat> experience um, at some JV meets and stuff, too, as the season goes on, um, and, and we hopefully have some of those. Um, uh, we don't have a 113-pounder right now. Um, Tristan Sorgenfry uh, will be our 120-pounder tonight. He's a sophomore. He's got a lot of wrestling experience. Um, was, he was at 106 last season um, as a freshman and, and had a good freshman campaign. Uh, but he's uh, obviously grown a little bit, and, and he'll be starting the season at 120. I'm not sure um, if he will make the, make the drop down to 113 at some point uh, this season. Um, that, that'll be up to him, I guess. Uh, I don't know what he's decided on that. I think we'll probably just kind of wait and see how his weight, you know, kind of, uh, you know, as, as the season goes on, generally you're in there working hard every day. Uh, guys usually tend to, to lose a few pounds during the season, so he might decide at some point that he'd like to go 113. Uh, 126, we're going to be open. Um, 132, uh, Wyatt Lashmit is a sophomore. And uh, he uh, wrestled for us part of the season last year, kind of came out late, kind of decided to give it a try, and, and uh, found out that uh, he, he enjoyed it. So we're glad to have him on the team uh, again this year and uh, been working hard in the practice room. 138 will be Colin Nash uh, to start with. Um, Colin is a sophomore. Um, Wrestled at 138 last year, uh, but uh, was behind uh, uh, upperclassmen in the lineup. Uh, did fill in for us at times in some varsity matches, and, and uh, you know filled in nicely for us. So this will be, you know, kind of his I think kind of breakout season as as you know being the starter at 138. Um, so we're we're looking for good things from him. Uh, 145 tonight will be Brandon Vallette. Brandon's a senior. Um, it's been a been a hard worker and a great asset to our program for for three years now, and so we're looking for a big season from him. Uh, 152 will be Landon Holub tonight. Landon is a freshman. Uh, had a couple freshmen wrestle off at 152 last night, um, and, and uh, Landon uh, won that wrestle off, and so he'll be he'll be our varsity guy tonight. Um, I mentioned earlier that Caleb. Niram will be getting in the lineup probably next week, and so I'm not sure if he's going to fit in at 145 or 152, or so there might be some some changes there as the season goes on. Uh, 160 uh, will be uh, Skyler Schmidt, as we mentioned earlier, and that was uh, you know that's the weight Skyler was at last year, um, and he went to districts last year. Was a district qualifier for us. So, you know, he'll be be back at that weight. Uh, Fred Paul will be backing him up. Got a couple guys. Fred Got a couple freshmen uh, there. Fred Paul and Danny Pearson that will be backing, backing Skyler up. Um, 
Carson Charves is another wrestler that's going to fit in there at 152, 160. Uh, Carson's a senior. Um, was our varsity guy last year at, uh, I think he wrestled 170 most of the season. Um, but uh, he's trimmed down a little bit this, this year and uh, looking good. Um, he's uh, missed a little bit of practice uh, early on uh, the first week, and so he won't be wrestling tonight. But uh, I think we might see Carson on, on Saturday uh, at our home tournament once he gets a, a couple more practices under his belt. Um, 170 right now tonight. We're, we're probably going to be open there. Um, 182. Uh, we've got a uh, senior, uh, Peyton Elijah. Uh, Peyton is uh, never wrestled in high school um, or middle school, I believe, either. I think he wrestled uh, some kids' club stuff when he was in, in grade school. Uh, but if you were uh, at any football games this fall, you know that uh, Peyton Elijah is a heck of an athlete and uh, he's picking things up really quick. Um, Probably not going to wrestle him this week, uh, just because, like I said, he's he's uh, fairly new to the sport, definitely new to high school wrestling. So, want to make sure he's got uh, enough practice under his belt uh, that he feels really confident when he goes out there to, to compete. So, just trying to get him ready. But uh, he's going to be probably our 170 or 182. Um, not sure exactly yet uh, where he wants to fit in there. Uh, but from what I've seen in, in a couple days in the in the room, uh, just some real natural ability. Uh, does a lot of things that you can't teach. You know, uh, that just come naturally to him. Um, just body awareness and, and obviously physical strength and that kind of stuff is, is tremendous. So, like I said, if you if you saw him compete in football this year, you know you know he's a good athlete, and I think he's going to really help us out there and in the 170, 182-pound range. Uh, 195, we're open tonight. Um, uh, Jerry Havel was our 195-pounder last year, and uh, Jerry had a wrist surgery um, from a football injury that was bothering him from from a year ago. Uh, he had surgery on it this fall, um, and not sure when we're going to get him back. Um, probably... After, well, definitely after the first of the year, um, but it just depends on how that heals and and those kinds of things. Um, Two twenty, we've got a, we've got a couple guys, a couple seniors. Um, Jack Bolt uh, is going to be our, our starter tonight um, at two twenty. Uh, Jack's been been in the program for four years now, and uh, or maybe three. Uh, but uh, again. Uh, if you if you saw football this fall, Jack was a was an all state uh, offensive lineman, so he's got a lot of strength and just a lot of natural ability. And uh, last year he was a little heavier. He was uh, uh, wrestled heavyweight all last year, and so he was wrestling behind uh, you know former state qualifier Jesse Leeser for most of the season. And so this will be Jack's kind of first uh, first. Uh, opportunity really to get in the varsity lineup and we're looking for some really good things from jack this year um at at 220 uh, lake anderson is another senior at that's at 220 right now he'll be backing up jack uh, lake has an opportunity if he wants decides he wants to do it he could drop down to 195 at some point uh his descent plan doesn't let him get there for for a few weeks yet so but maybe after the first of the year, he might might drop down to 195. We'll just have to see how how he feels and how that plays out. And then uh, finally, at uh, at heavyweight, um, Niall Shutt is a returning uh, starter for us. Wrestled the 220. He's been our been our starting 220 pounder the last two seasons. And uh, Niall, also a all state uh, football player, uh, was the District 5 Defensive Player of the Year, so uh, good athlete there. Uh, had a great season last year, won you know 30 matches for us last year um, at 220, and so he's kind of bulked up over the off season, and uh, I think he's coming in right around 270 or so. So he's gonna 
he's going to be a force at uh, at heavyweight in our area. I think so. I'm sure there's some. I know there's some some guys I missed uh, in the in the middleweights. There we've got several freshmen um, that are going to be backing us up. Freshmen and sophomores that'll be backing us up in the in the middleweights. Um, and uh, we'll try to get those guys as many you know JV matches as we can, so they can get experience and and improve their skills too as the season goes on. Coach, it starts tonight. You guys go to Mid Prairie. There's uh, conference schools all around, and that's kind of excited to get your first look at those teams. Um, you know, it's time to you know, on top of everything, you know, just to escape into wrestling, you know, and escape into a, a winter, um, you know, tonight's the first bus trip, you know, tonight's the first meets, uh, Saturday's going to be the first, um, tournament, you know, and it's nice to get into that routine again, you know, sometimes it's easy to be like, thinking it's a slog or, uh, or well, woe is us, look what we have to do this week, but I think this year, you know, with, with wrestlers and fans alike, I think that, um, wrestling uh, the sport in general statewide has the chance to you know good bad or ugly be the i mean this this is going to be a really good season yeah i'm just excited uh i'm i'm ready to get going like i said uh you know i've been out for a couple weeks so i'm 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 just excited to be back and in the practice room and and i'm glad that you know we've got competitions coming up here and you know it seems like it's been a long time since uh you know, we weren't able to do much wrestling this spring, obviously, with schools being closed down. And, and through the summer, there were restrictions on, you know, getting in the practice rooms and the, that kind of thing. So it seems like it's been a long time since we've been able to to do do some wrestling. So I'm just excited to to, to get to to get to watch it and, and get to be a part of it and, and be around uh, be around our team. Coach, thanks for coming on the podcast this week. We'll have a lot to talk about next week. We'll catch up then. Good luck. Go get him. Thank you, Ryan. Welcome back to the Coach Tomorrow Podcast. We're catching up with the Wilton Boys basketball coach, Eric Grunder. The Beavers are into their season here this week. I'm going to start over. That was, I got it. Okay. <laughs> welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with Wilton Boys basketball coach, Eric Grunder. Coach, welcome on the podcast. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Good. It's been a week since we talked. Preseason is over. What did you learn about your team getting ready for the year? You know, um, Coming into the season, you know, you always have ideas or expectations of what you what you think you're going to get. You know, you what you see at open gyms, what you see in the summer. Um, and you know, one of the things that I've been, I feel like I've been blessed with is fantastic effort. Right? I felt like every year that I've been here, the guys have played. They've given they've given everything they could. Right? Um, we just didn't always have the talent to go with that effort. We didn't always have you know the basketball ability or or whatever. Um, this year, you know, I think. My hope is that we can combine some basketball talent, some height, with that effort. Um, you know, we, we have some guys who can play basketball, and it, it was fun to, to be in the gym. And uh, we also have some depth. You know, we have, you know, six, seven guys who I think can ball and, and two or three more who are going to be pushing those, those top six. Um, and so that, that was very exciting to see and to actually get in the gym and, and start putting things in and see how the guys can kind of fit into those spots on the floor. Let's take a look at your season opener. Lobby's Muscatine came to town um, on Monday the 30th. Um, so you got uh, right right back at it right after Thanksgiving break. And, you know, you know, you just don't know, you know. And, um, you have some practices over Thanksgiving, so that's kind of good to – you don't have two two days off after a big meal or whatever. You, you, you have some of that uh, activity. And, um, you know, L&M, they're, they're a team you guys have done really well against uh, – only lost once in the last 11 times. The last loss was in 2017. Um, you guys beat them last year by four points um, in the regular season, and you guys won here, 59-48. Yeah, you know, um, I think, you know, last year we went down there with, with zero varsity experience and no returning starters. You know, and to get that win down at L&M was a, was a great start for the guys. You know, it was a, 
you know, a, a chance for us to calm the jitters. And I think, you know, watching that, that game on Monday, um, there was a lot of nerves, which I was surprised by. Uh, and I told the guys that, too. I mean, you know, I think, uh, you know, we just lost the ball a couple of times. And we had, you know, it wasn't so much that L&M, you know, was forcing turnovers. We just missed them. Um, but we also had some, some really nice things. You know, I think we, we really calmed down in the second half. And um, while I would have loved to score a couple more points, I think, um, you know, the second half we, we did the things we needed to do. You know, Kirkman had a great game. I think he ended up like 27 points and 16 rebounds. Um, you know, Jackson threw in 15, which was awesome. Uh, you know, and so I think, you know, all things considered, you know, first game, uh, getting in there, I think that was great. And I think, you know, the guys have pretty high expectations of themselves. And so I think, you know, a little of that pressure and jitters, you know, they're placing on themselves right now, um, which I, I noticed a little bit the next night as well. Um, and so, you know, kind of navigating ourselves through, you know, I think we need to be, you know, we can have high expectations, but we also need to be realistic. This is our first game of the year. We had new guys on the on the court. You know, Drick Davis was coming in. You know, Mason Nolte, Nolan Townsend, all those guys were were new to the floor, new to the amount of time that they were getting on the floor. And so, you know, we still gotta gotta figure some things out. You know, we've only had you know two weeks of the season, and, and it's very early. It's good to get that at home too. You know, without without fans, maybe that gives a little more comfortableness to some of those new players. One thing that I thought stood out was how fast you guys advanced the ball, um, especially out of. Uh, um, dead ball situations, whether or uh, actually in the first half, no matter what you did, whether it was off a rebound or whatever, you guys advanced quickly, um, yeah. and some of that led to some turnovers. But you guys, you could see some glimpses, like you guys had people in the lane with the numbers advantage, or you guys had an overloaded side with numbers, and it's just it was quicker than what I remember last year. Oh, for sure, and that was one of the things you know we spent the vast majority of our time working on defense and working on the break because, you know, when we get our whole team back from quarantine, we're going to have some depth and we have some, some major speed um, on the floor. You know, um, you know the Savills, Drick, um, and, you know, Kirkman moves pretty well. And so when we, when we get the ball flying up the floor and have, you know, those guys filling the lanes and trailing, I, I mean, we're just – it's just an advantage that we're going to try to take – um, this season is to move that ball up the floor and look for scoring opportunities on the break um, because we are fast. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely something that we've been preaching all year. And, and, yeah, I think we scored, you know, 14 or 15 times in transition uh, on Monday, which was, you know, our goal I think is 10, you know, 10 or 12. So that is exactly what we want. You know, we want to move the ball. You know, and, and you get Kirkman coming down the middle of the floor, and he's just good. And he's tough to guard in a set situation, and you got guys flying around. Um, he's going to finish at the rim, and, and he's going to do some, some nice things. You guys outscored at L&M each of the first three quarters. It was 26-20 to 20 at halftime, and they made a little run in the fourth quarter. But, you know, some of those things in the fourth quarter even, you know, you don't you – can, you can practice those situations in practice, but, you know, you – you at some point with repetition, you know where the other guy is going to go, and you know it's kind of neat. Well, from my perspective, probably, I mean, you probably would have liked the distance to be a little, <laughs> a little bit wider. I'm sure on the scoreboard, but you know, when I'm thinking of, uh, you know, it's like, hey, that's just an opportunity to fast forward. I mean, it's almost like you pay yourself forward in a way. It's like, you know, you know, maybe you were going to work on that the following Wednesday after you had those first two games, but now maybe you could skip ahead to do something different. You know. Yeah, you know, we didn't, we don't play with, we haven't played with a lead very often, you know, and especially not a big lead, you know, not double digits. Um, and so, as much as I would have liked to continue to push forward, you know, we're playing with a limited roster right now, so the guys were a little tired. And I was, you know, I was satisfied that they held that lead. You know, winning by 14 is still winning by 14, you know. Um, and so, yes, I think that was a position they're not used to being in and figuring out how to, you know, handle that, like you said, is, is very important. And sometimes you can't replicate those situations. You know, I, I can put, you know, a score, you know, 45 to 30 on the, on the scoreboard in practice, but it's not the same feel, you know, when you're in a game and you're, you're trying to maintain that lead and, and, you know, take care of the ball and do all those things. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good opportunity for us, a good learning experience um, for most of the guys who just haven't been in that position, you know, at the varsity level very much. 
you know, one of the things I like about Wilton and uh, your guy, uh, both you and Coach Serrata's programs are that sometimes you guys have Monday night games and then you go back-to-back early in the season. And I want to think that you do that strategically to kind of ad- advance where you think you guys are. Um, you guys had Comanche the next night and, you know, the conference schedule's set. You, you don't really have a say in that, but, you know, Comanche is a team that um, you're going to find out where you're at, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know how much you can tell by a score, though. You know, when you see the score in the paper or you TV or hear about it somewhere, you know, you guys uh, took took the loss 83-55, and a lot of people are going to say, hey, well, yeah, Comanche is Comanche, and Wilton – yeah, you know, I mean, so what What do you make of this? Well, yeah, so I think, you know, I told the guys coming in, you know, we were playing with seven of the 13 guys we're supposed to have. You know, like, that's what we got. We got seven guys on the bench. Um, and so, you know, I, I told them, you know, Comanche is good, right? They're, they, they lost three All-Staters, but they're still a basketball school. And, you know, and they're tough. They're strong. They're fast. They're, they're disciplined. They f- play fantastic defense. And, and I told them, guys, we're going to get a test. However, right, just because of those things, we can still improve. We can still play great defense. We can still run quality sets. We can still try to score on the break. Right? Like, that doesn't change anything. We're just playing against a good team. And so we're going to find out how good we are. And I told them, too, when the game got over, you know, we were frustrated. We were dis- you know, disappointed. But I think – you know, we had moments where, you know, we, we played with them. We did some decent stuff. Um, I also told them the first time I went up there, it was like 89 to 30. And so, you know, they still scored their 80. But 55 points, you know, against a, a team like uh, Comanche that plays great defense, I'll take 55 points. Right? And we struggled just to put that many points on the board. You know, we had, um, you know, Kirkman put up 19. Drick threw in 10. Caleb threw in 8. Jackson, 7. You know, like... We, we, 50, uh, um, and then Mason Nolte had eight points, right? Like, to score 55 points against that defense, I'm going to take it, right? That's, that's still an improvement. They're going to be a great team, and I, I, I think they have a chance to go back to state again with the team that they have. Um, they have shooters. They have big guys. They're strong. They're fast. Um, and so it, that's a great benchmark. You know, we're going to get another great benchmark here in a week uh, when we put, take on Monticello. You know, very quickly we're going to play two state possibly state-bound teams, I think myself is a first-sure state-bound team, um, and, and going to find out where we're at right away. Yeah, that's where I was kind of going with this, you know, with, with the point total that you guys, first time in four games, and this isn't a, uh, a knock on your team or your program by any stretch, you know, you with this team to score that many points, it's kind of like, hey, you know, the last few years you, you've kind of said, hey, we're coming, we're coming, and to me, this is kind of like, not that we're here, but, you know, it's like, we're getting closer. You know, this is, yeah. you know, there's varying degree of coming in close with who you're playing. You know, the future, the next two teams here are Durant and Regina, and you guys will be favored, I'm sure. You know, but that's not the highlight of what you want your season to be. You want to see, you know, Comanche, like you said, Monticello. You want to be closer, and you want to be, you want them to know you're coming, pretty much. Right? Yeah, and and you know we we watched some film the other night or last night, and and again it's it's film doesn't lie, you know like we watched Comanche and the guy said it themselves, you know we're not there yet we don't we don't play that way yet, but what I saw was compared to the first time we you know my first game there and and when we played them previous times, like we're much closer right I mean eighty three fifty five is still butt kicking don't get me wrong right like we weren't ready to take them. But 85-55 is a whole lot closer than 85-35. You know, like, so I think, again, like, I, I agree. I think we're moving in the right direction. You know, we're able to score points against that type of defense. And so when we play teams who maybe don't play such great defense, you know, we're going to be able to, to score. And I think, and what I told the guys, too, is, you know, we're not going to see that type of defense very often. And so for as much as we struggled at times, right, how much did that prepare us for the next game? Right? How much more do we understand – how much more effort do we have to play in practice to play at that level, to, to defend at that level, to handle the ball at that level? You know, so, you know, like you said, it, it, it is a standard. This is, what we, this is where we're, we need to go. This is what we have left to do. You know, I'm sure the mood in the uh, film room was different, too. You know, it's different from kids being slumped in their seat 
embarrassed versus I'm not saying that that's what that what happened but you know there's a difference you know when I was in high school playing basketball you know if if we if we got <laughs> kind of beat you know it's like uh you don't want to watch film you know you, you don't want to be there you know yeah. and I'm guessing that um maybe the 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 guys wanted to be there you know they wanted to um it's just a different mood you know and yeah um, and they're they are hungry I mean they just they they want to be better you know and and their focus and practice is great and sometimes um, I, I, and like, I was just talking with my assistant this morning, we still got to have fun, you know, like, like they want it so bad that, you know, sometimes that takes precedent, you know, we still need to, to enjoy ourselves and, uh, and do some of those things too, because they, they are, they, they recognize with the mistakes they're they're looking for opportunities. Oh, I can do that better. Oh, that's, that one's on me. I need to fix this, you know? And so those are great conversations. Um, you know, we're just trying to find that balance right now. It's early in the season. We want to get better. But we also need to enjoy what we're out there because, that's what happens when you get better too, you know. You guys have nine games before a Christmas break. You guys have had two in. You have two this week, and barring some wackiness, you're going to get them in because it's not supposed to snow or anything this week. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I jinxed it, I guess. But um, <laughs> you know, you guys go to Regina and home against Durant, and these are two teams that have had uh, um, some losses with uh, graduation. Right. Yeah, you know, Durant is uh, is definitely rebuilding. You know, they had a, a really strong senior class last year. You know, they got some good players for sure. Um, and that rivalry is always a rivalry. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it doesn't matter, you know, how, how good you are or how whatever. It, it's still Wilton Durant. Um, you know, Regina, I, I, we, you know, we, we mentioned this right before the broadcast, but I don't know how you replace a Mason Miller. You know, the more the more I think about what he did to us, uh, a couple times last year and, and in the previous years, you know, I, I, that's it's just those are huge shoes to fill, um, and so I think you know I think these are opportunities for us to be competitive, you know, to to use the things that we learn from Comanche hopefully and and apply those in our next couple games. That's one of those things too, you know. You got the Comanche game wasn't a Friday, you know. I the more the more I am around this, I keep thinking that you know. You know, and I have a kid of my own. I, you know, you don't want kids to sit for a long time and without without resetting somewhat. And right. you know, you guys are have been back in practice. You had uh, practice yesterday. You practice today. And I'm guessing that uh, you know that's where it was. Just leave it there and let's. You know, you have to look ahead. You can't be, let things you know stay around for a while, good or bad. Right. right. Yeah, it's tough. You know, and that's and that's one of the things that I'm I, again. The, the team is different this year, and our, our potential is different, and our expectations are different. One of the things I told them, you know, after our Cal Week scrimmage, which we had a great showing. You know, the guys played loose and free. You know, we threw up 70 points in that Pride scrimmage, and I told them, guys, that's awesome, but we need to take that. And I stole this from my mom. We take that. We need to put it on the shelf, right? And and we can look at it and think about that was nice. If what we did yesterday is still impressive, you know, we haven't done much today. You know, we got to put it on the shelf. we got to get back to work. Um, and so I think, you know, the idea, you know, winning L&M was great, but we, we should have won that game. You know, Comanche, you know, was tough. What can we learn from that game moving forward? But uh, I am glad that we didn't have to take that loss on a Friday, like you said, because, you know, hopefully we can go into Regina. We can compete and play a great game and, and again, continue to, to move forward without maybe quite such a difficult lesson um, before the weekend. Coach, thanks for coming on this morning. Appreciate it. Look forward to next week. We'll have those two games to talk about and uh, look ahead to the following week. So good luck. Go get them. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Welcome back to the Coach Corner Podcast. We're catching up with North Cedar boys basketball coach Robert Helgerson. Coach, welcome on. Hi, thanks for having me again. You guys uh, have a game under your belt since the last time we talked. You also uh, have a scrimmage. Let's talk about the end of the preseason a little bit. You guys scrimmaged uh, uh, almost a week ago now, and uh, your last tune-up or whatever you want to call it, um, 
I kind of like scrimmages, you know, toward the end, you know, because you're tired of playing the same people, <laughs> if nothing else, and you need to see some different feedback. Is that kind of how you look at scrimmages like that or not? Absolutely. Uh, we, we had a good scrimmage in versus Solon, um, Columbus Junction, and uh, West Liberty. So some good athletic teams. Um, Solon really took it to us. They play a really aggressive man defense, and I like that. I like that we got Solon because, you know, our first game versus Northeast saw a lot of man. We we're going to see a lot of man to man versus Monticello and Comanche. So being able to play a team like that as athletic as Solon is, um, it's very competitive to what we're going to see in the RVC night in night out. Um, and they they really took it to us, and it kind of was kind of a wake up call for our guys. They go, oh, so this is what full speed feels like, and um, even in our, even in our sets where we didn't. We didn't look very good on the court at the time. Going back and looking at film really kind of helped clarify some issues where where our timing was off or, you know, maybe we picked up a dribble and we shouldn't have or, you know, what do we do when they're pressuring us when we're trying to get to a set? You know, it was really, really eye-opening for the kids to kind of see that on the offense end. Defensively, um, from Saturday to Tuesday was a complete 180 um, for the better. Um, on Saturday, it seemed... Uh, we kind of didn't know where we were going. We kind of had an idea. It was kind of like we had an outline of where our where our zone should be. And then we saw some film. We saw the mistakes we were making. We saw the shots that we were allowing because of our lack of communication and just identifying shooters and players. And it really translated well for us um, going into Northeast. You guys have... Uh your old rival right out of the chute in a way, and that's kind of exciting in a way, but it's also um, the start of a, uh, a nice, interesting first three games of the season at Northeast, at Monticello, home against Comanche. And, you know, those are division games, and, you know, they're important games. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I, I was talking to a former player the other day, and, you know, he kind of asked me how the team will go. I go, well, you know, it's always nice to kind of start off with these teams. It kind of it puts it up to against the measuring stick it kind of tells you where you are in the in the pecking order of the RBC. Um, we kind of know Comanche um, and Monticello. We're going to be the tip, tippy top of the conference, and Northeast is always going to always going to play tough man defense and um, give you a run for their money. They're always going to be in the top half of the conference just because of how athletic and how well coached they are. Um, and so to start this way, I think it's, it's kind of really eye opening. I talked to that former player. And I said, what did you think about starting off with those three teams? He, he kind of replied, he goes, you know, it kind of was an eye-opening for us. Kind of realized that we can't take a night off in this conference and we can't just take it for granted that we're out playing on the court. we got to give everything we can every time we're on that court. Coach, you came into the Northeast Goose Lake game. Um, you guys uh, beat them last year, uh, 44-38. That snapped a 11-game uh, losing streak uh, to the Rebels that dated back to 2015. So you, know, you guys had you. It's kind of a 500 in the overall series with Northeast, but they had some recent su- success against you guys. You know they've had a run of athletes that have been uh, envious of a lot of people. You know they've had uh, people that can jump out of the gym and everything. But you know you guys have some good guys too, and um, you guys played really well in the first half. You know down by one after the first quarter, and you t- had, the, had the lead at halftime, 17 to 16, and you know Northeast. Seems like they're kind of, you know, in recent history here, they're kind of content to play those, for lack of better words, ugly type games. And is that how the first half kind of was? Or did no one just make shots? Or how'd that work out? Uh, well, um, I think a combination of a little bit of all of that. Just um, the defense was really, really well set for them. Um, and uh, they played a 2-3 defense most of the first half. And to our guys' credit, they were very patient. Um not a whole lot of forced or um, out-of-control plays. We kind of were just taking what they were giving us, and we were kind of starting to stretch it a little bit. We got up about 15 to 10. In a game like that, when points aren't coming much, um, a five-point lead can feel like 50, and a 10-point lead can feel like 100. Um, and so early on, it was just, I think everyone was just kind of trying to feel each other out first game of the year, trying to figure out what they can get away with, what, what openings we're going to be given. Um and, you know, and we took our opportunities. We missed some easy bunnies, but in the same token, our defense was really well set. Um, and they took what we, we were given, and we, they missed some shots. We missed some shots. It was just 
I think a little knocking the rust off and then uh, kind of finding their group. And they made the adjustments at halftime to switch to man. Uh, and our defense broke down a couple times, uh, allowing them to kind of build a, an 8-10 to 10 point lead. And it really kind of was, like I said, in a game like that when points aren't coming easy, uh, a 10-point lead can feel like 100. Yeah, the third quarter was kind of your uh, bugaboo there. But, I mean, first game of the season, can you take any relief knowing that, hey, you know, three out of the four quarters, you know, Grant, you know, when you're behind, things made the fourth quarter. But um, I don't see a whole lot, at least on the scoreboard anyway. Um, there's the, Maybe that's what you were talking about, you know, as far as having some good things come out of this game. Yeah, um, I think Kale Unruh, really kind of stepped up in that fourth quarter. He kind of realized that, you know, he's that returning kind of that our stud. Um, and he put up, I think, of his 20, I think he had 12 in that fourth quarter stanza alone. Um, and then so just, you know, I, we kind of talked to practice with these other guys, these younger, these um, juniors that haven't seen a ton of time, saying, all right, you know, we got to be willing to take a little bit of that burden off of Kale and make it easier for him to kind of facilitate more versus having to just, take it and go. Um, and we really, we tried to clean up some of our offense a little bit versus man. Um, you know, and again, not having a ton of reps versus other people than just ourselves. You know, we had a couple couple sets where we couldn't get into what we wanted to run or we had one guy you know, kind of doing his own thing, kind of blanking on where he needed to be and it would screw up our whole, whole set and our, all our timing and we wouldn't be able to get a good look and, and ended up you know, leading to some turnovers and some bad shots. And I think we'll learn from that experience. I think we match up really well with Northeast. And I think um, given a chance, it's going to be a real fun one again when they come over to visit us. Gage Walshire kind of flirted with a double-double, six points, eight rebounds. And Gage is one of those guys that, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the season. You're expecting some big things out of him this year. Yeah, and – um um, Gage, uh, Gage had a tough matchup. Uh, Judd Swant is, uh, um, from my memory anyways, he's been out and uh, grown up a little bit since his junior to his senior year. He's a little bit quicker, um, a little more lean and uh, aggressive with what he does. He's got really nice post moves. Um, and he brought Gage a couple times on uh, Tuesday night, and it kind of affected his shot a little bit whenever Gage started to go back up in. Um, and so Gage wasn't getting his clean looks. I think Judd had his full attention. And so... Um, um, it was rough for him to find buckets around the hoop uh, on Tuesday night. And again, just kind of trying to intermix when you have a couple of juniors that aren't necessarily used to taking it against the hard-nosed defense. It can be hard, it can be hard to find some openings in that uh, in that zone or in that man-to-man when um, when usually you're used to coming and help clean it up. Um, I was really happy to see that he had eight rebounds. Uh, we've talked extensively about him being closer to ten rebounds a game. Um, and trying to kind of replicate kind of what, uh, you know, I use the example of Frank, uh, I think it's Frank Beamer, I think his name is Frank uh, from Tipton. Uh, but kind of replicating what he did last year and being a 10-rebound guy night. He doesn't have to score a ton, but he needs to make sure that he's helping clean the boards. You guys had a really good uh, bench production, um, 11 points amongst three players, Nate Meyer, Devontae Chris, Joe Condon. Um, JT Cash also got in there, it looks like. Um, you know, that's good for their confidence, too. You know, I mean, some of those guys, you know, they're going to be called upon. You know, I mean, they're uh, they're going to be needed whether they score and combine for 11 points or not. That's uh, something we'll have to wait and see. But, you know, just getting on a varsity floor for those guys and having some meaningful minutes is a big deal, too. Yeah, I was really pleased to see both Devontae, Chris, and Nate Meyer um, play well in our in our varsity uh, first, their first varsity matchup. Vontae, um, I mean, with this season being so early, there is no set lineup yet. We have a couple guys that have kind of solidified themselves in the starting lineup, um, but there are there's more than enough uh, room to kind of tinker with it. And I think Devontae kind of earned himself a point um, to be a little bit of our uh, more main point guard. Uh, he does a nice job of making good decisions with the ball, and uh, I think he's going to see a larger role come Friday night versus Monticello um, when we go against them. It's kind of exciting. I mean, this wasn't a, uh, this was not a Friday game, so you were able to get back in practice. Uh, you're just getting out, I'm guessing, here tonight 
on Thursday, so a couple days into practice. Um, you know, you you have to be a manager of moods sometimes. I'm guessing that uh, some of that was the last two days. And, you know, like you said, we talked earlier about, you know, there's some good things we saw, and, yeah, you have to reinforce those as you uh, get ready for Monticello tomorrow night. Yeah, we had a really good practice Wednesday night. I was really pleased with the energy, the energy and the effort at practice. Um, kids were listening, taking some good things to heart. Uh, tonight we tried to get them out a little earlier than, uh, than what we used to. Um, we did a lot of more mental review, kind of see what we got here, trying to kind of just clean up some of our offensive sets tonight. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, the more reps we get um, against good competition, and that's both practice and in games, um, the better we're going to be. And I, I've told the guys that we're going to improve as the season gets going. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. We've improved every year. It's a matter of can we start fast. And so I've told the guys that, you know, to compete with Monticello, to, to sneak a win out away from them um, is going to take absolutely everything you have mentally and physically to beat a team like Monticello. They're not going to give it up easy. Um, and we're hoping, you know, them – I think they just started practice this week, and, I, and we, we will be their first game that they come out a little rusty, and maybe we can jump on them a little bit. Um, take them by surprise. Coach, I look forward to talking to you about some of these games. Uh, um, we're in it. You know, we're, we're in uh, basketball's a go, and we're going to have it for as long as we have it, and it's exciting to get back to talking high school basketball. Good luck this week. Go get them. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Corner Podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes or follow the link posted on the Tipton Conservative Sports Facebook page. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. And until next time, we'll see you at the game.